the Raiders got their first win with Antonio Pierce. CJ Stroud is out here breaking rookie records. And even Josh Dobbs is getting wins out here on these NFL streets. But welcome to another edition of It's a Football Podcast brought to you by USA Today. I'm Safa Dean, joined by Tyler Dragon. We're your NFL insiders with USA Today Sports. Tyler, give it to me. Give it to me. I know you've been waiting <laughs> to rub it in. So go ahead and, and just the floor is yours, man. I mean, I, at first I was going to say happy election day. It's election day in several states. So make sure you go out and vote for those in uh, voting states. And also, yes, stop it. I do have to say, I woke up early on Sunday morning uh-huh. and I, I have to admit, I only watched the second half of the game because I was playing basketball first half. And then while I was playing basketball, after I won the first game, I might add something. Okay. I went to my phone and I checked the score of the mm-hmm. Dolphins Chiefs game. And it was 21 nothing. Yeah. 21 to nothing. Mm-hmm. Now I do have to give it to the Dolphins. They rallied back made it a competitive game but I mean the Dolphins haven't beat a team with a winning record all yep, season their best win is week one against the Los Angeles Chargers and that was when they had J.C. Jackson on the field and gifted y'all three points and y'all won by three points so I won't go you, as far as to say the Dolphins get the three touchdowns oh yeah yeah exactly I won't go as far as to say the Dolphins are frauds. They're not fraudulent. But when I'm looking at the play um, at the top of their division, they are probably the worst one. So they, I think they're going to get a top four seed because they're going to win the AFC East. But mm-hmm. when I'm looking at the AFC, they, the top four teams that are going to win their division, if the Dolphins end up winning – they're not better than the Chiefs. Okay. They're damn sure not better than the Ravens. And they can't beat the Jaguars either. So they, they are the fourth. No, no, they're not wow. Jaguars. And they, if they get the fourth seed and they might play the Bengals in that first, woo! Yeah. Quick exit. Yeah, for sure. Hello and goodbye. Yeah, Miami's not really known for a home field advantage as well, outside of that sun beaming on the sideline there. Uh, look, the Dolphins still have uh, a lot to prove against a team that can win it. Um, you know, Jalen Waddle got hurt on the f- second play of the game for them, and it ruined their flow offensively in the first half. Made a great comeback in the second half, scoring 14 unanswered. Um, and then Tua is just not behind the snap on the last play of the game. Um, it looked like a wide-open touchdown for Jalen Waddle down the middle of the field. When you look at that replay run out, and Porto was running in the backfield to catch a snap so that on the on the last play of the game for them, it was fourth down, right? Um, they really struggled a little bit in that fourth quarter. They were moving the ball. They went away from the run. Um, but they the, the jury's still out on them and how they can compete against big-time teams. And I think mm-hmm. they don't that. And being in the position that they're in right now, the Bills lost, so they're still in division lead. You know what? I can take them being the weakest division leader um, <laughs> of all the AFC teams, but... I think they can probably give Jacksonville a little bit of a run for their money. Um, We'll see how the rest of the season unfolds. For me, Tyler, when I look at this AFC pitcher, the Chiefs are still a class above everybody else. That's including the Bengals and the Ravens for me. Um, When you look at how they played against the Dolphins, they really disrupted Tua defensively, 
and their defense, that's probably the best defense they've had in, in both Super Bowl runs that the Chiefs have mm-hmm. made, right? Um, three, all three Super Bowl runs, excuse me. Um, you know, uh, I, I think this is the best defense that they've had. They had a lot of pressure up front. Um, it was good for them to get Jones back. And, um, you know, when I look at the um, when I when I look at the grand scheme of things for them on an offensive perspective, Kelsey got shut down by the Dolphins. Yes, but there's just always a player for the Chiefs. Right. Rasheed Rice makes a deep diving catch. Uh, Jarek McKinnon can score out of the backfield for them on any given time. Kadarius Tony can make a play when he needs to. You're hoping to get a little bit more from the other guys. Sky Moore, Watson, you know, Noah Gray can make a catch for you if you need to as well, too. And then you have the best player in the world and probably the best coach in the NFL and Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. So I think the Chiefs are still a very class above. They've worked out their kinks and it's up to see how close the Bengals and the Ravens can kind of get for me. And I think the Bills are a step down from all those teams as well. Outside of the playoff picture going into week 10, which is crazy to think about for that Buffalo team Um, and crazy when you look at these AFC standings now too, Tyler, because we have all four AFC North teams in the playoff mix right now. Tyler, I know the AFC North is your favorite division, (laughs) and so I know you're happy to see all four AFC North teams too, but I think, you know, the the Steelers and the Browns are going to flame out at some point, in my opinion, and I think the Bills are going to creep back up in. I'm interested to see what Houston does because I think Houston probably is the best outside team looking in that just has a lot more growth to do, right? Um, but when I look at the AFC, it, it, it's just Patrick Mahomes and they're running. They're probably going to run away with it even further than the Bengals and Ravens have, no matter you know how how great those two teams have looked in recent weeks. So I agree with some of your points, but not all of them, of course. Now, of course. This, this is the best Chiefs defense since Patrick Mahomes became the starting quarterback in Kansas City. The way that they're playing – and help me out the offense because the offense is kind of lagging behind this season. But I do think right now, as it stands, the Ravens are the most complete team in the AFC. When I'm looking at their ability to play defense, they beat down the Lions and the Seahawks, two division uh, leaders right now. The way that they just manhandled them up front and on both sides of the ball That was really impressive. Lamar Jackson does not have to be Superman every given Sunday. Um, He's spraying the ball around. It's not just Mark Andrews. It's Zay Flowers. Odell Beckham Jr. has been a little bit better in recent weeks. But that defense, that defense is flying around, playing hard-nosed football. I really do believe the Ravens are the best team in the AFC. And if as it stands right now, I do believe that they can beat the Chiefs. Now, when I look at the entire AFC, I do agree with you that the AFC North, especially those bottom teams, the Browns and the Steelers, they're going to come back to earth a little bit. I do not have all four AFC North teams making the playoffs, but I will give you a playoff prediction right now. All seven teams making the playoffs, in my opinion. I Let's think go. the Chiefs are going to get the number one seed. Of course. The, okay. Ra- the Ravens are going to get the two seed because they're going to have a hard time competing in that AFC North, and they're going to beat each other up. They might lose a game here and there. So, But they're on a four-game winning streak. That's a r- really good sign for them. Now, I have the Jaguars number three. Jaguars, not a lot of people are talking about them, but they're quietly on a five-game winning streak. They're just winning football every single Sunday. I have your favorite Miami Dolphins winning the AFC East 
just by default because the Bills, you don't know what you're going to get from them. It's Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, or the bus. So the Dolphins, because of that high-powered offense, I have them win AFC East. I have the Bengals, the resurgent Bengals. Joe Burrow's back, the fifth seed. I think they still have a hard schedule coming up. Now, they completed that gauntlet of the 49ers and the Bills in back-to-back weeks, but they still have the Ravens still. They got the Steelers. They got Browns in their division. They still have some tough games ahead. They got to play the Chiefs. I have the Chargers at the sixth seed. I think they're going to go on a run here. I'm looking at their schedule. Big game against the Lions this weekend. You got the Bills still. You have the Ravens and you have the Chiefs coming up. And then I have the Bills at the seventh seed. I still believe the Bills have enough talent to get into the playoffs. I still trust Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. That defense has been banged up. They've had a, a lot of injuries on that side of football, but they're going to go on a little run here. I do, the, the reason why I'm not so high in the Texans, and I know you like the Texans, is because when I look at them, they're a competitive football team. D'Amico Ryan, he might need to be NFL coach of the year for what he has done in his first season as a coach, but they have kind of exceeded expectations. A lot mm-hmm. of them are playing over their head. They've surprised a lot of teams and that could continue, but you got the Bengals this weekend. You got to play the Jags, the Titans twice. I don't have, I don't have them finishing as strong. Uh, CJ Stroud, probably offensive rookie of the year front runner right now, but I do believe they're going to fall back to earth later on in the, you know, in December and later in this month as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I like your top four seeds. They're the top four seeds that are currently in the AFC right now. It's it's Chiefs, Ravens, um, Jaguars, Dolphins, right? Um, and I agree with you on the Bills. They're going to sneak in. They're too good not to. Um, I and I, I I don't see it for the Chargers. Um, and I and and I'll, let's make a dinner bet right now. Texans over Chargers in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Five when you own dinner. dinner. All right, cool. We'll take that. Look, uh, the the Chargers just leave a lot more to be desired for me. Um, A a lot more to be desired, excuse me. I I think Justin Herbert is obviously an all-world quarterback with his talent. There's just something offensively there. There's Yeah, no, no. (laughs) Justin Herbert's good. It's just something's something's missing there from the Chargers. Um, We saw it last night against the, the Jets. The Jets have like a top three NFL defense, all right? Mm-hmm. They just also happen to have a bottom three offense and probably the worst quarterback in the NFL. Um, poor Robert Sala is just on the sidelines, just beside himself that they haven't done anything from a QB perspective. <laughs> but um, when I look at the Chargers, they're going to lose this week coming up to the Lions, in my opinion. Uh, they're going to lose to the Ravens. Um, you know, they got Bills, Broncos, Chiefs to end the season. That's a tough slate for them. Uh, the Chargers just lose too many close games, and they're just not all the way put together. Um, when, when it's on the line, uh, when the game is on the line and the decision to make, I just don't like Brandon Staley, you know, going for another fourth down when they just kind of fall trip over themselves a little bit offensively. Um, that's kind of my problem with the Chargers there. They got a good win against the Jets. They needed to win that game last night, and for that sh- defense to shut out the Jets, I mean, I know the Jets are bad, but to shut out any team is tough to do. You know, I thought. Who'd you pick to you, win that game? 
I picked the Jets because I wanted to oh, see okay. the Chargers lose. That's why. Oh, okay. See, that's what that's so yeah. we know now I you're a like, closet Chargers hater. That's why. Oh, oh, I, I'm not in the closet. I'm all out of the open <laughs> on that one. <laughs> I, that's why I don't think that we're going to make the playoffs. But I think I list some very valid reasons that are mm-hmm. not very, you know, biased towards the Chargers. I think I have some valid concerns about them this season. But I would take the Texans, man. They have a better quarterback situation. I'll take CJ Stroud over Justin Herbert right now. Yeah. Are you? Yeah, why not? <laughs> oh, why not? My. No, I'm so I'm glad. I just had to get I'm glad. You. I'm glad you're on record admitting that you are uh, an out of the closet Chargers hater. I'm glad you're on record saying that. Yeah. So, I hate the Chargers. That's like all you I need. I hate the Chargers like you hate Tua. Tua. Okay, I don't hate Tua. Tua is actually. On my fantasy team, believe it or not, wow. he has he has done terrible for me in the last few games, but he is on my fantasy team. Yeah, you got out to like a five and zero start this year because of Tua, huh? No, uh, no, it wasn't that. Oh, hot. That's oh, uh, that's the GM's fault. He, that's not Tua's fault. No, okay. <laughs> but 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 to get back to your point, I mean, I, I'm I'm surprised that you are all in on the Texans and I'm happy to know that you are going to owe me dinner at the end of the season. Now we could both be wrong. I could see these both, both these teams flame me out at the end and both of them being out of the playoffs, but the chargers have the tougher schedule. I will give you that 10 and seven is going to be enough to get that six and seventh seed. I believe they're not winning 10 games. They're not winning. I I think they can. They only, they have to beat at least the Ravens, Lions, Bills, the Chiefs. They have to win at least one of those games. And then they have to win out in their division. And you look at the rest of their games. They play the Patriots. That's a winnable game. The Broncos, yeah. they have trouble against the Broncos. The Raiders, we're going to talk about that later. They've had a resurgent type of uh, season, especially with uh, Antonio Pierce coming in. But they have some winnable mm-hmm. games in their schedule as well. Yeah, for them to go from four and four to ten and seven, they're gonna have to win six out of the next nine. Mm-hmm. Are they capable to do it? Sure. Um, you know, do do the, does the schedule soften up for them? Sure. Packers, Patriots, Broncos, Raiders, and Broncos again. That's five, right? Five or six games right there that you could win. Um, so they're definitely capable. They have it in front of them. Um, I just think their slow start might hurt them. You know, they shouldn't have lost um, against the Cowboys. Shouldn't have lost against the Titans. Shouldn't have lost that Dolphins game in week one. They were winning and they were, you know, charging in the fourth quarter and, and took the lead on their last possession, but couldn't finish it out. So they've lost some close games and the games that you're expecting them to win to go six and nine in, they can find themselves in the same situations. And I don't like mm-hmm. them when it gets close. I think Brandon Staley clams up a little bit and I think Justin Herbert does too. I, I, I feel what you're saying. And you have definitely a lot of evidence and ammunition. I will say this: the Chargers were five and five last year, and uh-huh. finished ten and seven. So they they have the ability to close out the season strong. Cool, cool, cool. Tyler, let's take a look at the NFC. We have the Eagles, far and away, uh, the best team in the in the in the conference right now. They're eight and one going into their bye. Got a big win over the Cowboys. We should talk about that Eagles Cowboys game right after I you know run down the the the, uh, the standings here, but. The Lions are six and two. The Niners are third with five and three. Going to play the Jaguars this week after a bye. The rest of the NFC, I mean, you know, the the Saints are five and four. The Seahawks are five and three. 
Cowboys five and three. And the last seed is the Minnesota Vikings <laughs> at five and four. So you obviously see a tier difference there, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, you, you see an obvious tier difference and maybe the top three teams, Eagles, Lions, 49ers from everybody else. Um, I, I, I think that's probably why I'm just a little bullish on the Ravens because the Lions and the Seahawks, those are great wins for them. But those are kind of maybe second tier NFC contenders, you know, compared mm-hmm. to where the Ravens are at the top of the AFC. But, um, man, let's get into that Eagles-Cowboys game. And I and I think the Cowboys are close, Tyler. I, I think they're a little bit closer, um, you know, and, and to, to, the, to the Eagles. When you go back and look at that game, man, the Cowboys were like, you know, Dak Prescott's foot just happened to go out of bounds <laughs> right there on that play, right? Like the tight end's knee just happened to be down, but also he was being tackled before he could even make the catch, right? Um, you look mm-hmm. at a couple other plays that just didn't go their way. There were a yard here, a yard there. Um, I think they were close. I think the Eagles definitely got away with it, especially at the end of that game. The Eagles got away with disaster from that point. Um, but I think the Cowboys might be a little bit closer than what we've, what I've traditionally give them credit for, for sure. Yeah, there aren't any moral victories in the NFL, but the silver lining after that game is the Cowboys have to believe that they are NFC contenders, especially with the way that they closed out that game. And literally a couple inches here or there, we could be having a totally different conversation right now. Dak Prescott was very impressive in that game. Yes, it was a loss. He made some mistakes. However, overall, he did enough, went and made enough winning plays for that team. And I, I can go as far as say that was probably his best game of the season. Uh, considering the environment, uh, the type of defense that he went up against, the throws he made to CeeDee Lamb, um, with void of a running game, Dak Prescott was really good that game. And for them to rally back at the end, uh, that was an impressive performance by uh, him at QB. Uh, but yeah, for them to come up short and just those instances that you uh, Nate went off, I mean, th- that was to me, yes, it's a loss, but you can go into next week and the weeks ahead feeling confident knowing that you went in Philadelphia and you almost won that game. Now for the Eagles, I still have some questions about them. Yes, they had the best record in NFC, but their cornerbacks, they're getting older and they're not as good as last season. Um, if that pass rush is not fierce and getting after the quarterback, that secondary is vulnerable. And then Jalen Hurts, that knee is an issue. He's not as explosive anymore. You can see it when he's scrambling away. He doesn't have that gear that we're used to seeing him pull away from uh, defenders. He doesn't have it anymore. And then when he walks back to the huddle, he's like gimpy after he uh, after he scrambles. So you can tell that his knee is bothering him. Dallas Goddard uh, hurt his uh, forearm in the wind. That's an injury that is going to keep him out for probably multiple weeks. That's a big loss. So now it's more pressure on the receivers and the running backs to make more plays. Uh, I still do believe that they're going to win the NFC East, but they aren't head and shoulders better than the Cowboys. And they aren't head and shoulders better than the 49ers either. Once the 49ers find their groove back, I think 
the addition of Chase Young. That's going to be huge for the 49ers. Uh, and then once they get Debo Samuel back uh, in the mold, Trent Williams back, Trent Williams, 49ers yeah. still going to be there uh, as well. So the Eagles, they do have some concerns that they need to address. Our colleague, Jared Bell, wrote about some of them and uh, his column on usatoday.com. So I do think when it's all said and done, though, Eagles will get that number one seed. I'll give you my seeds, too, after you saw yeah, sure. Look, I, um, I'm not worried about the corners on the Eagles because of that pass rush. Um, the Eagles mm-hmm. probably have the best pass rush in the NFL. Josh Sweat has really come on the last couple, two seasons. Hassan Reddick is great. Jordan Davis got a little hobbled in that Cowboys game, but he'll be back, I believe. Um, but Jalen Hurst's knee injury is the biggest concern, obviously. Um, shout out to him for being a soldier and playing through all of it. Um, yes, it's very noticeable when he's running to the sideline, he's gimpy. When he's coming back, he's gimpy. All very noticeable things, yes, but it does not affect him, <coughs> excuse me, throwing the ball downfield to Aon and Devontae Smith, right? Um, his touchdown to Devontae in that game was probably one of the best throws I've seen him make in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his touch as a quarterback has improved tremendously. Um, and his play overall, you know, he's MVP candidate a year ago. We'll probably see if he jumps back into the mix here. The Eagles have like the toughest schedule probably of anybody coming up here. Um, you know, when you look at their 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 uh, schedule coming up after the bye week, let me pull it up real quick because I did not expect to make that talking point while uh, having the floor here. Um, but we know they're going to play the Cowboys again for sure. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you, you have the Chiefs, you have the Bills, and you're going to have to play the 49ers as well. Um, so, you know, that stretch is going to determine their season. I think, you know, the Eagles are in great shape now because they have the bye. Jalen Hurts can get healthy, and the 49ers just lost three straight games, right? Um, And I don't know about their chances going on Jacksonville this week, to be honest. So the the Eagles have a a cushion, um, but we'll just see how it kind of holds for the rest of the year, man. Yeah. So I'm going to give you my seven C's in the NFC, and tell me what you think of this list. Sure. It's going to be chalk for the most part. I had the Eagles finishing first, as we, as I said. I have the 49ers jumping the Lions. The Lions are two right now. The 49ers finishing second. Detroit third. The NFC South is so unpredictable. However, the Saints, they're the best team by default in the NFC South. So I have them finishing fourth. Cowboys fifth. Seahawks sixth. And the seventh might surprise you. I have the Atlanta Falcons getting that last wild card spot. Oh, my Atlanta goodness. Falcons Get getting that last wild card spot. No, no. Your boy no, B. John Robinson. Yeah, man. You like, like him, Ar- right? Yeah, I like him. But if Arthur Smith was a good coach <laughs> with B. John Robinson and Kyle Pitts, like those guys should be Kamara and Travis Kelsey on any other team, uh, in my opinion. I don't think the Falcons are going anywhere. Um, I give the Commanders a better chance than the Falcons. I think the Bucks. The Commanders trade their two pass rushers. Yeah, they're they're bad. They're, that's what I'm saying. They're bad. <laughs> they're both the same bad. Um, I couldn't tell you the lower end of the NFC. And honestly, whichever team does make the playoffs, it won't matter. They're going to be gone the first playoff yes. game. Like it's going to yes. be a cruise for the Eagles or the 49ers. And notice I said that because here's the shocker, Tyler. I think the Lions go undefeated the rest of the year. Come on, man. I think the, the Lions, Lions might lose this weekend, stop it. To who? The Chargers? 
Yeah. Get out of here, bro. Get out of here. They're not going <laughs> to lose to the Chargers. The Lions have the softest schedule, man. Bear, on, Chargers, man. Bears, Packers, Saints, Bears, Broncos, Vikings, Cowboys, Vikings. They're going to lose to the Cowboys. All right. That's one loss, maybe? They'll lose, they'll lose to the Chargers this weekend, too. No, they're not. Look, I think the Lions take the number one seed. I think the Eagles could probably have a hiccup here against the Chiefs or the Bills. I think the the 49ers hicked up hiccuped enough already. They might lose to the Jaguars this week. I think the Lions could get the number one seed if they put it all together and have a bye. How incredible would that you, be? Do you want do you want to bet dinner on that too? Sure, sure. I think the okay. I think the Lions are gonna finish with a better record than the Eagles and the Seahawks. And then the, and excuse me, the Eagles and the 49ers. Yeah, okay. yeah. Look Man. at their schedule. They I'm have the be, softest I'm schedule be here. Good. I'm gonna be eating good. You're gonna have some mac and cheese for me. I, I want uh, Mastros. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler already picking out his menu order. Look, I think the Lions mm-hmm. have a pretty soft schedule compared to the Eagles and the 49ers, and uh, those two teams are gonna meet at one point, right? So whoever wins that game is probably gonna take the edge here. Whoever has home field advantage in the NFC is gonna go the deepest, in my opinion. Um, and we saw it kind of shake out last year. In that way, 49ers lost in Philly. I think if that happens again, you know, if Philly has home field advantage, they're going to be San Fran. San Fran has home field advantage. I think the Eagles might lose there too. But watch out for the Lions, man. I think the Lions have the softest schedule. They probably have the best chance to go like 8-1 and one or 9-0 and all the rest of the year. So you have Lions in the Super Bowl, huh? I don't want to go that far. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't go that far. Sure. I think the Lions can make the NFC title game. But I wouldn't go that far. Okay. <clears throat> cool. Tyler, let's get into some three really big moments that happened. Um, you know, the highlights of our week here. Um, you know, Josh Dobbs leading the Vikings to a victory last week was probably the best moment of the NFL season. I mean, the guy barely practiced with the team. He's 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 doing going over his cadence with the offensive line on the sideline before he goes into the game. I mean, it was just incredible to see how Minnesota won that game, right? And how Josh Jobs just kind of took over and, um, you know, helped the Vikings beat the Falcons here. That's why the Falcons are not going to make the playoffs, by the way, Tyler. Um, but just Josh Jobs in that moment for him, we saw him replace Kyler Murray in Arizona. And then when Kyler Murray got healthy, he was taken away from the starting lineup. The Cardinals mm-hmm. played a backup last year and you're wonder- last week, and you're wondering what's going to go on with Josh Jobs. And we knew exactly what was going to happen. Um, he ended up getting traded. And uh, I mean, I don't think the Vikings should take any credit for not preparing Josh Dobbs as soon as he got there. <laughs> they should not take credit for that. I mean, that's a bad look that they literally were on the fly like that and won. I think they escaped with that one. Um, but v- just for this kid, man, who's not an NFL starter, who's not a top tier quarterback um, to come into a team and win a game like that and and galvanize a franchise. I think that Josh Dobbs moment was was a really big moment for, for the NFL this year. He deserves player of the week. And I know his numbers weren't all that impressive, just all that he went through to get there, considering the circumstances. Traded five days before the game, didn't know the playbook. He didn't even know some of his teammates' names were crying out loud. So definitely don't know the playbook. And they were going over plays in the huddle. Okay, what do you do here? What route do you run there? And he performed at a high level and played winning football. So, yeah. He deserves all the credit in the world. And a lot of people talk about how he's a rocket scientist and how smart he is. But for him to have the poise, 
the confidence and the performance, given the circumstances, in my opinion, he deserves NFC Offensive Player of the Week. Yeah, Tyler. And one player who definitely deserves AFC Offensive Player of the Week has got to be C.J. Stroud, man. Five touchdowns, a rookie record, 470 yards, and a comeback win to lead the Texans over the Buccaneers in a wild back-and-forth game last Sunday, 39-37 for Houston. Um, You know, I said this earlier in our USA Today videos. CJ Stroud has definitely brought Houston back along with D'Amico Ryans after Brian, uh, Bill O'Brien and Deshaun Watson just ruined that franchise for the last couple of years and all those rebuilding coaches that they've had to have. Uh, Houston got it right. I mean, they got the right quarterback here. Um, not to shout, you know, not to short Bryce Young or anything. That's another conversation altogether. But Houston had a decision to make a quarterback, they made it. Um, it was the right move for them. They made a move for, for Domingo Ryan's too. I believe is the right coach for them at the right time. Um, CJ Stroud, man, highlight of the week. I think he had a great performance and has a really bright future here in the NFL. 470 passing yards, most passing yards by a rookie in a game in NFL history. Amazing performance from him. And not only just the passing yards, but to bring his team back under a minute remaining and for him to have a game-winning touchdown drive, poised, confident, accurate. There are so many attributes that you can highlight for C.J. Stroud, easily the front runner for NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. I would rather have him over Tua, your boy, Soffit. C.J. Stroud is the real deal. Shout out to him from Southern California, I might add. Him and Bryce Young have been playing against each other since high school. But just the way that he and the coach, D'Amico Ryans, they have expedited Houston's rebuild. And they could make the playoffs this year, as we just said. But they I said, I said, you didn't say that. I said, oh, yeah. As you, you didn't no, say no, that. I, no, no. <laughs> I, said, I said they could. You said they are. Uh, but just the way that that expedited rebuild has unfolded because of that head coach and that quarterback. They deserve massive credit. And that defense, too. That defense is performing at a high level. You look at their roster. They don't – C.J. Stroud doesn't really have a lot of talent on the outside. The running back's been hurt. The offensive line is decent. And the defense, Will Anderson, we know, is a top pick. But overall, their defense, they don't have – household name players, impact players all along that defense, but they are performing and executing and they deserve a lot of credit. Yeah. The Texans are going to be in some shootouts this year. Um, Nico Collins and Tank Dell are not like, you know, big name receivers, but they're playing really well and catching the ball when CJ Charles getting it for them. Um, the running game is just non-existent right now. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Damian Pierce and Devin Singletary have been really bad. If you've been fantasy owners for both those guys, sorry <laughs> to all you out there. Uh, we'll include myself in that one there. Um, Laramie Tunzel and, um, you know, as leading that line, um, they've been hurt a little bit. Um, but I will say CJ Stroud has been upright a lot more than Bryce Young has been this year. And that's yes. probably one of the biggest reasons why he's having a better start to this year than the Panthers that are completely just rebuilding from scratch and some other teams out there are in the same mix, too. But we'll see how the Texans do this year. I have high hopes for them. And uh, I have high hopes for another team that we're going to talk about here. Maybe not for the rest of the season, but definitely next week. Um, shout out to the Las Vegas Raiders, man. Shout out to the coach, too, Antonio Pierce, for getting his first win as interim coach. 
Um, just an incredible uh, performance by the Raiders last week. Obviously, Josh McDaniels is gone. They fired the GM as well. They benched Jimmy Garoppolo. And Antonio Pierce brought this amazing mentality to the franchise. You know, his speech when he talked about listening to NWA and growing up in Compton, you know, that resonates with the entire Raiders fan base. That's true to the L.A. team more than the Oakland team, right? But you're speaking to everybody there, including to the fans that they've kind of grew up or, or trying to get now as a uh, as a team in Vegas. Um, just an incredible win by them. The mood in the locker room from Devontae Smith playing basketball in the locker room, right, and, and joking with how people are going to perceive that to Max Crosby doing videos and them smoking cigars after the game. <laughs> I mean, the locker room must smell horribly right now, but they got till Wednesday to get back into it after a victory Monday there. Uh, it was nice to see the Raiders come out with a win after the week that they had. So you took the words right out of my mouth, Safet. Um, you know, Antonio Pierce, the way he galvanized the not only the team, but the fan base. But I, I will say this. There's something to speak to the fact that Antonio Pierce is a player's coach. He has been there and done that. Not only just being a former NFL player, but an NFL player, and he played at a pretty high level as a Super Bowl champion linebacker for the New York Giants. I mean, you can just see the way the players reacted to him, responded to him, uh, his messaging on the field, him uh, having a practice squad players on the sideline during the game because he was saying they're part of the team too. They're going to go to bat for a coach like that. And you can see just the way they performed. That was their best performance of the entire season. They, it was, it wasn't even close to giants look like a practice squad team out there for the most part against the Las Vegas Raiders. And I will give you a hot take stop it. I think Antonio Pierce needs the interim tag stripped off him right now and needs to be the head coach. He's already a better coach than Josh McDaniel. He deserves to be the head <laughs> one coach. One game in. Yeah, one game in. <laughs> yeah, why not? What game under Josh McDaniels as the head coach, what game did the Raiders perform that well? The, no, not at the, all. The Josh exactly. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Look, Josh McDaniels lost to Jeff Saturday in his first game last year. <laughs> right? Um, look, Josh McDaniels is is a is a Patriots, uh, you know, comes from the Belichick tree. Um, but you obviously see the disconnect in how they lead their teams, right? Um, mm -hmm. Even that story that um, Jake Glazer said about Antonio Pierce saying, remember my Giants team? We went out and thought we could beat anybody. And Josh McDaniels came up to him and was like, don't you talk about the Patriots like that. I mean, like, that's just everything that you needed to know about um, Josh McDaniels, right, and where he is. Some coaches, um, I, I think it's, you know, Tyler, you and I have covered the league for a while. We speak to the players more than we speak to coaches. Um, players will follow former players because they've seen, they know Antonio Pierce went and won a Super Bowl. So they can't say anything to him because none of those guys on the team have done what Antonio Pierce has done, right? Mm -hmm. He's done it. So they will follow him. Josh McDaniels, they can read him because Josh McDaniels, for his part, wasn't doing what Bill Belichick or Tom Brady did in New England, right? He played his role, but he wasn't a big factor. And, and 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 all of those Super Bowl runs. Everybody else from Josh McDaniels down played their role, um, but they weren't as instrumental as Belichick and Brady were, right? So it's hard to connect to the players. When you have practice squad guys sitting the game in the box, 
it's hard to relate, right? It's hard to have those things where you feel like you're a part of the team or I'm only here for this amount of time because if anybody checks out, everybody's going to check out. And you look at the moves that the, the Raiders have made. Adams was the best move, yes, signing him. But, you know, Josh Jacobs was the only player in the NFL to have 2,000 yards last year, and you stretched out a negotiation with him. That's a bad look from all the players, right? You trade away Derek Carr because you didn't get along with him, and you bring in Jimmy G. And 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 sending away Derek Carr sends a message to everybody in the locker room too. And once the players lose faith in you as a coach, they're not going to buy in. And it's crazy. The Raiders scored 30 points last week, and they didn't score more than 21 in all the games Josh McDaniels coached this year. I mean, that's just everything that you kind of need to know about buy-in and and respect and all of these things. Devontae Adams has gone out of his way to not badmouth Josh McDaniels, um, but everybody else and in, in their actions have kind of shown where the connect is and where the disconnect was. Oh, yeah. Uh, Devontae Adams has sent enough subliminal messages that he was <laughs> low-key bad-mouthing Josh McDaniels. <laughs> I mean, it, it was just a, a nightmare season, uh, old, a tenure for Josh McDaniels, and I'm glad that Antonio Pierce is getting some well-deserved shine. Uh, former head coach at Long Beach Poly High School, uh, defensive coach at Arizona State. He's going to do well with the Raiders and already starting off good. Yeah, definitely. I'm not sure yet. I'm not ready to hand him the job yet, but he definitely should be the number one candidate for sure. Um, just because of the fact that how they've got them bought in. I think Patrick Graham's a great defensive coordinator um, for what they do. And I don't know if they keep the offensive coordinator. I don't know if Antonio Pierce knows any other offensive coordinators. They need to figure out the quarterback situation before we get any further. But, um, you know, I think I think Antonio Pierce definitely has set himself up for a really, really prominent interview if not with the Raiders coming up the end of this year with some other teams that watched what he did last week too. Tyler, let's get into our picks of the week. We're going to wrap up the podcast here with our picks. Um, Tyler, you had a three and two week last week. You picked the Rams um, and you picked the Bills. Those were your two losses. Don't pump your fists because your boy was four and one. The Dolphins were my only loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go back and listen to the podcast. Don't make your face like that. I was four and one last week. You were three and two. You picked two bad games. I did not pick. We didn't pick the Jets game. We didn't pick the Jets game. I got to go back and listen again. Yeah, you got to go back. And we didn't pick Chargers Jets. We we got rid of that one for some better games. Uh, This Mm -hmm. week coming up, this week coming up was tough because it's a lot of bad games, guys. It's a lot of bad games. We made our best uh, situation here with the picks that we're going to give you. Uh, Just remember for you guys listening. Three times this season, Tyler's gone five and zero. Two times this season, Savit has gone five and zero. Listen to our picks. Maybe you win some money. We'll see. Uh, let's get into our first game, Tyler. We got CJ Stroud and the Houston Texans going into Cincinnati to play Joe Burrow and the resurgent Bengals. Uh, let's make our picks quick. We don't want to get long here. I'm going with the Bengals this week. I think the Texans are good, but they're on the rise, and the Bengals are trying to get to another Super Bowl. That alone, right there. Is enough for me to pick Cincy. Bengals are on a four-game winning streak. I think they push it to five. They're at home. They're playing better football right now. Texans are a feel-good story, but they're not going to beat the Bengals in Cincinnati. Great. Let's move along to our second game. We've got the Cleveland Browns facing the Baltimore Ravens. Huge AFC North matchup. This game is going to be a lot closer than it should be. Uh, but for me, I'm taking Lamar Jackson over Deshaun Watson every day of the week. Um, I'm taking the Ravens this one. I'm going to ride the Ravens train with you too, Tyler. 
I'm mad you picked the Ravens because you know I'm picking the Ravens too. They're my AFC North uh, champion. They're my Super Bowl representative in the AFC. I got the Baltimore Ravens definitely winning this game against Cleveland Browns. Yeah, uh, that's a podcast for another day with you picking the Ravens over the Chiefs. Um, But trust me, we're going to lay into it for (laughs) sure. Tyler, let's get into our third game. This is a big game. Uh, We got the San Francisco 49ers coming off their bye to face the Jacksonville Jaguars coming off their bye as well. San Fran's got to make the trip all the way over. They just got Chase Young. We'll see if Debo Samuel and Trent Trent Williams uh, plays for them as well. Uh, But the 49ers are in need for a big-time win. They have lost their last three games. Mm -hmm. um, And the Jaguars, like you said earlier, have won five in a row. Tyler, who are you picking in this one? I got the 49ers. I think they uh, end their uh, three-game skid, and I think Debo Samuel and Trent Williams are going to come back, and they're going to make dividends for that 49ers offense. That defense is going to come to play with Chase Young. I got San Francisco. Tyler, I'm going to surprise you here. I'm picking Jacksonville in this one. Now, That's not a every- surprise. Okay, cool. Everything about me does not want to pick against San Fran because I don't think they're going to lose four in a row. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, they should win. Um, they should win this matchup. But I think the way Jacksonville is playing right now has been incredible. I think Travis Entian is probably going to be the closest look to Christian McCaffrey that the 49ers will get in an, in an opposing team, um, you know, than, than any other team that they'll have out there. I think the the Jaguars offense is really, really good. Um, NTN, Christian Kirk, uh, hopefully Calvin really can step it up a little bit more. Um, and they have Evan Ingram as well, too, with Trevor Lawrence. I think the Jaguars make a statement this week. I, I'm going to have them at home over the 49ers. Tyler, let's get into our fourth game. We got an interesting one in this one because this is a bunch of five and four teams. We got the uh, the Saints, the New Orleans Saints, going into Minnesota to play Josh Dobbs and the Vikings. Um, I'm interested to see who comes out in this one. The Saints are a lot more put together than the Vikings are right now, but the the Vikings are riding hot with the Josh Dobbs train here. Who do you got in this one, Tyler? Josh Jobs, Dobbs is a feel-good story, but New Orleans is a better football team. They're the more complete football team. They're the healthier football team, and that is critical. Uh, Derek Carr and those receivers, Michael Thomas, I do think they get it together this week. And that defense is kind of underachieved a little bit. They normally have a top 10 defense year in and year out. I want to see that defense step up in Minnesota. The Saints have figured out how to score offensively. They've they've brought in uh, Taysom Hill off the bench in the red zone, and it's helped. He's thrown touchdowns. He's ran for touchdowns. He's hurt Alvin Kamara's fantasy value. As you can see, I'm a hurt Kamara owner right now. Um, but for some reason, man, I just think Derek Carr is going to blow his lid like he has in recent games. <laughs> um, I'm going to ride the Vikings train on this one. I have no idea who's going to be the running back for them. Right, Cam Akers is gone. Alexander Matheson is not that great. Um, who knows if they get Justin Jefferson back. Um, but for some reason, I think Josh Jobs is going to light it up, man. I'm going to take the Vikings in this one. I know what I'm doing, picking the Vikings. Everything is saying pick the Saints. But I'm going to pick Minnesota in this one. I kind of like the upset factor here. Uh, Tyler, let's get into our last game that we're going to pick here. Um, for some reason, this game is on the schedule as the Sunday night football game. Sure, we should pick uh, Broncos, Bills. But that's kind of one-sided. 
Who are you going to take in this one, though, Tyler? Sunday night, we got the New York Jets visiting the Las Vegas Raiders. This game has a little bit more juice to me, right? We got uh, two great. Uh, we got one of the best defenses in the NFL with Robert Sala really leading that group, but Zach Taylor's not playing well. And we got the Las Vegas Raiders, who we just spoke about, riding a high with Antonio Pierce here. Who you got in this one? Jets visiting the Raiders in Las Vegas on Sunday night. If Jets had anybody else at quarterback, a comparable quarterback, I would pick New York. But the Raiders think the you know Antonio Pierce train and the confidence that they get from their coach is going to ride uh, in that Sunday night game. And I think Devontae Adams has a good game against that Jets defense, which is going to be difficult. I got the Raiders winning. Yeah, I'm going to take the Raiders in this one too. Um the Jets just have nothing on offense, and it might be – I mean, Robert Sala's done a great job. Joe Douglas has done a good job building that team out, but for them not to do anything at the trade deadline, like they could have got Josh Dobbs, right? They could have gotten somebody to both play quarterback for the rest of the year for them until Aaron Rodgers comes back next season, not this season. He's not coming back sooner. Sorry to break it to all the Aaron Rodgers lovers out there. Um, I'm kind of tired of seeing Aaron Rodgers on, on social media all the time as well, too. Like, just go rehab and come back next year, man, when you're ready. Um, but the Raiders are a little bit more put together offensively. I'm going to take them this one at home, um, especially after what we saw last night with Zach Wilson not doing so great against the Chargers. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening in to another edition of It's a Football Podcast. Please, if you haven't already, uh, download the USA Today Sports Plus app as well, where you can get all your favorite, uh, follow all your favorite teams and get all the news and updates from them as well. Uh, Tyler, we'll see how we do on these picks next week, but always a pleasure with you, man. And we hope you guys tune in with us for another edition next week. Thanks for listening.